0: EFM is looking for a pre-roll. If you have one and would like us to use it here, please get off your freaking ass and let us know as soon as possible, please. Cover Attention.
1: Present. oh! Parade, right. Russ. Welcome to the very first episode of Eyes Forward March. I am your host, Sergeant Seagar. Before we get started, I just want to provide a little bit of transparency. We are not sponsored by anyone, anything, any entity. We simply are a few non-commissioned officers that met at a school, decided to build upon our relationship, and continued networking with a goal of ultimately building upon the core of non-commissioned officers and maybe even the Transportation Corps, since we're all transporters. Our thoughts, our opinions are simply views of our own, and take it as that, and nobody else's. Sit back, enjoy, and have some fun. Today I am joined by Sergeant Vegas and Sergeant Bacon. I know we've all been very uh, busy, so Sergeant Bacon, go ahead and take it away.
0: Yeah, no, I... Uh... I'm doing well man uh, getting a lot of stuff done around the house this weekend, and uh, got a lot of stuff going on out of town too, and then uh, doing a you know birthday cookout for uh my mother-in- law and uh, off Monday Tuesday because of the holiday and the job so
2: be a good time, yeah, uh, I've got really nothing crazy going on. I mean everything for the most part is still shut down out here. Uh, So, we might go out to Lake Mead, but outside of that, um, really just hanging out around the house. I mean, I haven't been to work in so long, man, that honestly, (laughs) this whole, like, two months has been a vacation anyway. So
1: (laughs) Yeah, have you even turned your computer on by any chance?
2: Hey, I do it once a week just to make sure they haven't fired me.
1: (laughs) Hey, speaking of that, oh, well, okay, I know you're all concerned. Yeah. I've been working. I've been oh. hating life
3: but I'm still <laughs> here. That's okay. But yeah.
1: Speaking of making sure you you uh aren't fired, uh when we left the schoolhouse, you were waiting to hear back on another job. What happened yeah. with that?
2: So, I heard you know they have to do a background check for that position.
1: Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
2: um, so kind of
1: yeah, anyway, yep.
2: Yeah, so I I'm not uh Obviously worried about that, but they're not releasing the results of the board till that's finished. However, you know I've got a lot of connections, you know networking, right? They talked about that at SLC, right? Yeah. Uh, So um, I got a call from one of my captain friends, and he told me uh, that I got it. So that's awesome. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah, congrats. Yeah, it's it's cool. I'm excited. Uh, They haven't announced it yet, so I'm not supposed to talk about it with any of the other staff. But there's a new wrinkle in this now. Um, I guess my battalion wants to uh, – they don't want to lose me. And so they're offering me a readiness NCO position, uh, which is the E7 slot for a combat engineer company.
1: What? Yeah, dude. Like that's some – that's drug deal. It just don't happen where I'm from. It's like, <laughs> oh, you got another job? Okay, go ahead. Check out. See ya. Bye.
2: Yeah. See, I – I don't exactly know how they're trying to pull it because obviously I'd have to get a brand new MOS. Um, I've, I have never been in an engineering unit, but honestly, if I had a choice, I'd rather be around the soldiers anyway. So,
1: yeah, it, true. It, but I mean, are you talking uh, horizontal or vertical engineer?
2: No, he's
0: talking. He's talking twelve Bravo or twelve Chuck, right?
2: I, I believe it's. I think it's twelve something. The combat engineer. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's twelve. Twelve Bravo
1: yeah yeah i gotcha all right well so uh i just want to point out that uh you should have caught on to this in the introduction but just in case you didn't know uh we all met at a senior leader course on the east coast of the united states um very close to the bowels of the country i believe uh, if i'm not mistaken (laughs) accurate (laughs) so now when we got to that school Uh, was that, did we arrive there as the COVID pandemic was starting to form or did we get there and then it formed? I can't remember.
0: It was kind of right at the very beginning of it. Uh, it was starting to really, um, kind of hit some of the coastal cities a little bit, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the major ports a lot more. And then as we were there, just kind of unfolded a little bit, uh, it was, it was kind of fun to watch in a way. What was I don't going know. If
1: on. Fun is the way the, the word I would
0: use, but interesting, intriguing. Pick pick a pick an adjective, I guess. Fun fun was a uh, hey, big words, You know, three letters is easier to say. So
1: sure, and I think actually it was uh, because the Culinary Institute was on post. That's why we had to stay in hotel rooms
0: for the first two weeks of our school. Yeah, there was a Culinary Excellence or
1: another going on yeah well i'm not sure that that location is the best location for culinary excellence based off of the defect but (laughs) uh so we stayed in a hotel room and sergeant vegas and myself we were roomies for the first two weeks or phase one of the course and uh, we got to spend a whole lot of time talking to each other. Uh, we went to the hot tub a few times. Those were very precious moments for me. I don't, I don't know about <laughs> I you. you still, I bet you're still
0: having dreams about that.
1: Yeah, I'm still, yeah. I'm still trying to uh, get over the fact that we're so far apart now. And then it I wasn't know. It
0: was rough, man. It was rough.
1: <laughs> and it wasn't until uh, phase two that we actually went back to post. And I know that COVID was a thing before we went back to post and finished out our last two weeks on post. And we didn't know if we didn't know what was going to happen.
0: Right. Yeah. So I think it was a second that towards the middle of that second week is when things got really uh, weird uh, down there, you know, it was starting to be, you know, limiting how many people could be inside and that kind of stuff. And then, um, you know the mass chaos with paper products and stuff like that so uh, i remember standing outside ordering a pizza so <laughs> it's kind of interesting
1: yeah i think that happened more than once yeah uh, but anyway when we got to the barracks quote unquote which is the barracks were a little bit unusual for me i don't think i've ever stayed in military housing quite like that Um uh, but the second two weeks uh sergeant bacon you were on the other side of the wall from me and i I believe it was uh that i was snoring too loud and you could hear me through the 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 wall and you came over to complain and that's how we met
0: yeah i think so Uh, officially i think that's how we met uh through (laughs) class you know we we chatted briefly but i don't think uh we had a few cokes until um, until we moved on on the post so
1: yes i appreciate all those cokes
2: I don't remember the snoring thing at all there. Oh, that's know? right. Because
1: you were on the backside of the yeah. wall from my room.
2: But I shared a room with you the first two weeks. And I, very I, true. Maybe I'm a sleeper. Maybe my snoring. Yeah, doors. you
1: couldn't hear me snore over your snoring. <laughs> that's what it was.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I, I remember having some conversations because uh, you came back to the room and you would fall asleep. And I'd get on the phone. I'd talk to my wife. And, and she's like, who the hell is operating a chainsaw in your room? I was like, no, nah, no,
2: nah, it's, it's just my roommate. Yeah, yeah, man. Sorry about that. No, nah, it's, uh, it's all good. I'll have you know that my, uh, I have, I have finished compiling. You know that short film I was making.
1: <laughs> oh yes! Yeah. Oh my God! You got to share that.
2: <laughs> well, I, I just so. I kind of threw myself. I have a beginning and a middle and no end.
1: Well, that's how you set up for the sequel, I believe.
2: I see. That's what I'm thinking. It's got to be like maybe a two part or three part deal. Uh, so I left it on a cliffhanger, but I think it's about 17 minutes in total.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so okay, explain. <laughs>
3: Explain yeah, what this was. Cause this I feel gonna like people sideways. are going to be
1: lost. This was actually like, okay, so this is during the first two weeks when we're at the hotel room, uh, we're bored yep. out of our minds. Uh, we're trying to find things to do. And out of <laughs> nowhere, my roommate's like, check this out. And it just escalates and escalates and escalates. So please, please just tell us what is this
3: about?
2: Yeah. So I, uh, I was on the phone with my brother, and we were uh, – one of our favorite movies as a kid was the National Treasure movie with Nicolas Cage. And uh, my older brother was talking to me about one of the scenes he was laughing about um, just because it's so over-dramatized. Um, and I was like, dude, it just – a light bulb turned on in my head, and I was like, I'm in Virginia, which is about as historical as it gets when it comes to the American Revolution – and um, at the time, I thought I was going to be able to go up to take a day trip to DC. So that was another factor. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to make my own national treasure movie. And uh, <laughs> I had zero plans. And that night, I just started filming on my phone. <laughs> and uh, oh, that's when I showed the uh, cool man here, uh, you know, the first episode. And it was basically. You know, just I I filmed some B roll footage on the bus on the way back from the schoolhouse.
1: (laughs) And it was hilarious. I mean, when I saw this first piece, I was crying. It was so funny.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So that, I didn't really know what it was, but uh, I think I have a total of like, it was four or five episodes that are now one short film. Um, And I had a write up for the last episode unfortunately the last few days of SLC just didn't go as planned and I didn't get a chance to go back into the forest, uh, to complete filming. <laughs>
3: so, oh, <laughs> uh, Were
2: you looking for oh, Daryl? <laughs> <laughs> so I was, What I, so the treasure that I had, I had purchased while I was, uh, where was I? I was at Yorktown. Was it was just like a duplicate, like one dollar coin and like a twenty dollar <laughs> banknote written on some paper. Like, I don't know. It was the stupidest thing, man. And
1: oh, he comes back from his Yorktown trip and he's got like a goodie bag of all these little bullshit trinkets <laughs> that he bought. And he's like, "Check this out! Check this out! Check this out!" I'm like, "I don't know what you're gonna do." It next day, freaking hiding stuff in the closet. He's trying to figure out how to do like lemon juice and. And freaking—I mean, just all sorts of weird shit. I'm like, oh my god! Yeah, it was.
2: Uh, yeah, my my family loved it. You know, my wife was super supportive, uh, but she <laughs> had
0: <laughs> somehow this sounds like more like an episode of The Goonies.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'll, I'll send it to you, man, because it's it's adorable. yeah. I have to see awesome.
1: the fin- I have to see the finished product. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I edited it all on my iPhone, by the way. so Yeah, true. I I
1: laughed when you mentioned uh, I didn't get to go back into the forest uh, because one of the, when we were talking about the icebreaker of video games and stuff like that, and one of the games that uh, me and a bunch of my friends are playing right now is called The Forest. And if you've never heard of it, you're basically, um, you're flying in a plane at the beginning of the game, uh, you're flying a plane, it crashes onto a peninsula,
3: and you have to figure out how to survive and escape. And it's, it's kind of a crappy game,
1: but it has consumed more hours of my life than I want to admit. So that's why I was laughing about that.
2: Oh, man. Yeah. Well, it, I'll tell you what, a little video I made consumed more hours of my life than I'd like to admit. So it
1: would was- <laughs> probably bring more to laugh, though.
2: Yeah, a little bit, I think, you know, um, but it was cool. I mean, so if anyone's listening to this wondering if you'll have free time at SLC, there's your answer.
1: (laughs) Oh, you will. And and I think that because of COVID, quote unquote, and the culinary uh, art of uh, excellent institutionalized penile system, whatever it was that they had going on there. uh, Some crap. (laughs) Yeah. I think those two things actually probably afforded us more free time than what we normally would have had.
0: I would probably agree with that. I've been uh, been that <clears throat> been there a few times, and it wasn't nearly as uh, much freedom as as we had. So,
1: but, yeah, but this is the first time that you have gone to senior leader course. You, just, well, I you hope it's the last time. My... Also,
0: I don't, I don't. Put... <laughs> I mean, I don't
1: plan on on retaking it for any reason. So what's funny about that is uh, I I had talked to one of our soldiers who went only two months before I went. And then I got back and I started talking to two of the soldiers that were supposed to go in April and May. and And I'm like, man, it's probably going to be a little bit different if you do go. But here's my experience. Um, and obviously both of those people have not gone to the school because it's been canceled. And apparently they have not made uh, ALC, SLC, walk any of those MOS specific courses. Doesn't look like they're going to do virtual training because they're MOS specific. Because I've heard that BLC is virtual now.
2: Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I actually have a soldier in virtual BLC right now.
1: And, and how is so that going?
2: It's. I would not recommend it if any of your guys ask. I would not recommend it. It's he. My uh, my guy had to uh, film himself marching in a parking lot, yelling <laughs> commands. No. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's- wow. That's
0: messed up.
1: Yeah, that well, there. I mean, I mean, uh, and they don't have a picture of you either, so I mean, you could probably just have your battle buddy sit in the whole course for you,
2: right? <laughs> yeah, they literally said in the intro brief, uh, he was telling me that you know, uh, just as long as you wear your uniform top, you know, you don't even have to wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs>
0: wait, we to wear um, pants. <laughs> yeah, un, well, un,
1: until the uh, instructor gets on the camera and uh says, uh "What everybody uh, NCO creed," and then, then you have to stand up and freaking now you have what twenty four dongs in the class just hanging freely.
2: So here's a here's a topic though, a little for you because you brought up the NCO creed. So uh,
1: that was actually I got notes. That's where I was going.
2: See, yeah. okay so oh, my guy in in virtual blc literally said that they are not requiring him to learn the nco creek
1: right and I, and I didn't when i went to it was um, wlc i think is when i either went to pldc or wlc i can't remember
2: yeah so i guess that's my question like how do you guys feel about cuz i did not either it was not something that was stressed to me until i went to alc uh, hmm. but how do you guys feel about that i mean it doesn't seem like. I mean, when you're an NCO, you're an NCO, right? I mean, I, I feel like it starts there. So why doesn't the NCO Creed start there? Well, I mean, I'll say this: that uh, you know, for me,
0: when I went through it was like O oh, nine, probably. It was. It was. You had to know it. You know, um, it wasn't to the to the uh, in depth detail that we learned it at, at SLC, but you know, you had to know it, and we we had to recite it. To not as often uh, morning after formation lunch after formation and then um, I think at the end of the day so three times a day but uh, you know we had to know it and and uh, ALC was kind of the same deal but uh, you know then we get to SLC and it's you know what each what the word the means you know <laughs> like okay got it. so but,
2: uh, but yeah we, we had to know it in 2009 so I mean I, I think Taught at all levels, you know. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I if you treat it like there are parts that it's like you're saying it, and you're like, okay, this doesn't make sense, or it's not written right, or you know, maybe I, I, you know, it seems a little silly while you're going through it, but you know, if you actually take a second to read through it, like it kind of is a, a by the book of how to be a leader, you know.
3: I
1: I agree. Okay, so. I remember, and it depends on who the leadership is at the time. Yeah. I remember when I got my E5, I just got pinned my E5, and that was that. I went to uh, WLC. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And there was no NCO creed there at all. And then when I got pinned uh, my E6 uh, the first time, uh, when I got paid, uh, the – The platoon leader at the time said, hey, you're getting promoted to an NCO. Whenever an NCO gets promoted, everybody, every NCO will gather after the formation is over and everybody will recite it. Now, you have your little printout, your cheat sheet, because, you know, people don't remember it. When I went to ALC... Uh, we had to do the same thing. At the, we only had to do it at the beginning of every class. We didn't have to do it after every single break. That was a little over excessive. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, we we just had to do it at the beginning of the day, and we were allowed to use our cheat sheet. And I remember even during our graduation ceremony when it was the NCO creed, because I always carry the NCO creed inside my ball cap. So during graduation, and we did it in AC, or, or OCPs, I. I pulled off my hat, grabbed it, put my hat back on. I'm just sitting there at attention with my little cheat sheet, and I'm reading off of it. And then it became lost again. And then we go to SLC, and it's just this, like, I almost felt, like, if you didn't get anything from SLC, you were going to go home, whether you were driving or flying, and you're going to know that creed.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you were going to know that.
2: It was going to be that and uh, and how to network.
0: Yeah, that's that, much uh, it.
2: right? And receive the gift. But I mean, receiving I – receiving the uh, gift. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, and I think part of that. I don't. Maybe I'm I'm going too deep into this. I, I guess, but I feel like part of that. I mean, I'm going to be honest here. What the heck else did I learn at that course? Right. So, like, maybe.
1: Yeah. I, true uh network, you know? i mean and i think we've we've talked about this before too yeah out of all the schools that we've gone to in our careers mm-hmm. this is probably the first school that i actually met genuine ncos and people who i will continue to establish relationships with whereas in the past it just wasn't really that big of a deal
0: yeah, it, I know we kind of tapped on this a little bit, uh, you know, just in conversation. But um, every other class, it's it's been a competition for, you know, Honor Grad and Distinguished Honor Grad and Deans or uh, whatever they call it, uh, Commandant's List, right? And here it was like, well, it, it doesn't really matter. You can have a 4.0, but if you're a genuine shitbag, you're not going to, your your classmates aren't going to vote for you to be you
1: know, on the, on the commonwealth list, you know? Yeah. Which I I did like how honor grad was chosen by the students. But what I didn't like is because if you've never been to the class before, you have a class of, uh, what, 30 students-ish? And then it's split in half and then broken out into two classrooms. And I feel what we did was kind of rank our class but we didn't communicate about it. Everybody just did it on their own. Where I felt like the other class, they all were like, "Hey, they, we're all going to do this." Because when it came down to who got honor grad and everything like that, it was all the other class. So they had to have rallied.
0: You know, and and I'm not saying our class, our our group, I guess, wasn't tight, but there was there was a lot of separate fractions going on there or factions i guess so like you know the three of us and, and maybe one or two others were kind of clicked up and then there's a couple others that were clicked up you know and down the line but we we couldn't for the most part we couldn't get get it together as a group you know like like you said it was all the other class that that okay. was dean's list and or commonwealth's list sorry well, i keep saying dean's list i don't
2: know have another beer
1: right? the same thing
2: I think this is, like, I, and I know it was just one person, but, you know, we, we all know the one person in our class, um, you know, that made it slightly more of a, I don't say hostile environment, but it was, like, near the end there, especially that third week where everyone starts to get, you know, iffy with each other anyways.
1: Are you talking about the person who might have inspired the
2: name of this podcast? I I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. <laughs> often often referred to as patient 0. Yes. It's 0, man. Yes. So I think that that is, I don't think the other class had that that person in their class. Like they didn't have one that was equivalent.
0: Uh and not, maybe not to that level, but there was a there was a guy from Kentucky. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: the short guy, yeah. Yeah.
0: He, uh, I think he was the, the other class equivalent to, to patient mm-hmm. zero. Yeah. So
1: speaking I, of, speaking of patient zero, uh, and it, it, I guess everything else is irrelevant, but I feel like when you make a mistake, what is, what, what commonly happens is you don't acknowledge that you made a mistake even though you did and then you just keep performing actions which build on top of that mistake causing more mistakes and digging yourself into a bigger hole and i think we talked about this before where it's like hey maybe if you just own up to mm-hmm. what you did wrong and try to correct it instead of making it worse i mean like there was this opportunity that that person had to put those mistakes behind them and move uh-huh. forward but instead uh-huh. it was just a constant build
0: well right you know and, and you're 100 right with everything you said you know and, and i'll just rewind to when uh that day i was platoon sergeant and i about passed out because i tried to do the whole thing and hold my breath you know and then once <laughs> i finally exhaled, things went great you know <laughs> but i owned it you know i was like i went up and i started asking hey what the, what can I do to be better here? And and, uh, when you start recognizing that, it's like, Hey, people will, people will help you out if you ask. But when it's like, I'm right, I'm not going to be wrong. And then you start rolling the, you know, rolling that snowball. And it just, it just got out of control for patient zero that day.
1: Well, it was more than one day.
2: Well, right. I mean, that was what the third time they had, they had leadership. Mm-hmm. Well, she she at one point she uh I don't know if we're allowed to say the gender, but it's already too late. So at one point she was uh <laughs> cat found the bag. Yeah. So at, at one point I think we were doing we were cleaning up the facility after class. He was so drunk with power that she uh, you know, walked all the way down the hallway to find me. And I forget who I was standing there with. I think it was uh the guy from Maine. Um but I was standing there, and, and she opens up two classrooms that aren't even ours and demands that we vacuum them. <laughs> <laughs> Lady, these vacu- these classrooms haven't been in use for the last month and a half because of the COVID. But <laughs>
3: was,
0: was that the day she demanded that I do the AAR? <laughs> <laughs> oh my
2: God. And I like – you know, If you were – next day she was like no we did the aar and everyone's like no, no we did didn't didn't. <laughs> she's like yes we did and i'm like okay whatever you're right yep you're you're
0: absolutely right <laughs> i can argue
1: well in the reality of it is we didn't do the aar but if everybody but if everybody would just shut their mouth and they're like eh, whatever then nobody the, the instructors would have been like oh okay you're done you're good
3: right
2: yeah but the thing is, when you operate like she operated for that whole course, no mm-hmm. one's gonna let you get away.
1: Yeah, that's very true.
2: You know, um, and not even because like we were trying to to get her hemmed up. It's just like, okay, if you're gonna nitpick every little thing that I do, then you just wait your turn because it's coming right back right. right at you. Mm-hmm. Public service, right. and now anyone going to any NCOES or military school, don't be that guy or gal. Yeah, gal, yeah, yeah. Right,
1: and- That's important. Like when you go to these schools and I know it's tough for me because, uh, I am not in, in my full-time job or my M day job. I'm not a a frontline leader. I'm Mm -hmm. just i I'm a senior truck. So I'm just there for guidance, you know? And, uh, So I don't get up in front of formation. I don't do those things all the time. And I know what it's supposed to look like and sound like and everything. But when you get up in front of people, you brain fart. Mm -hmm. Like how many times? um, uh, Well, I want to say eyes forward March now, because that actually sounds like the correct command. Right. (laughs) But. You know that thing just happens. and And it's weird, especially when you're in a school and you're amongst your peers, to be in that leadership role because typically you would be in that leadership roles with a few peers and a lot of subordinates. Mm-hmm. so it I think it took at least a week, week and a half for people to kind of get into that mentality of, oh, okay, we're we're all here to learn. We're all here to do it let's right. let's and that's what people don't realize is when you're in that environment uh be thomas edison and try to figure out how many ways to not properly make a light bulb make your mistakes in that training environment because that's what you're there
3: for
0: yeah exactly um you know it goes back even to you know when we when we had to give the classes on, on the stuff we had no idea, right, mm-hmm. but as long as we you know entertain the audience and kept our hands out of our pockets, uh, we were gonna do okay mm-hmm. you know but uh, you know even it's it's stuff like that I think was maybe the takeaways is how do you dress address your audience, how do you you know look professional while addressing your audience
2: yeah yeah i don't I don't know if the uh I, I mean the student led thing was an important part of the SLC course. I mean, I do appreciate them giving us a little bit of leeway there in terms of not having to babysit because we are all senior NCOs at that point. Um but on the flip side of that, you know, the your own classes thing that you just brought up there, uh, you know, it was once everyone realized that we were okay all there to learn, then all of that became easier. But if you remember mm-hmm. like a couple days when everyone was teaching the classes, everyone was, well, not everyone, most people were pretty nervous because we didn't know what the grading criteria was. We felt that everyone was going to be judgmental. And so mm-hmm. I guess that's the lesson there is that when you go to these courses, just try to start out that way. I mean, you're not yeah. there to go off. You're there to, to learn, you know,
3: right or to help.
2: Right. And yeah. so, to try to have that mentality going forward. And most of us did, but there were a few that kind of poisoned it for a lot of us.
1: Yeah, you're going to have the uh, the poison apples in every group. But I, I think the killer was is that with this particular class, it wasn't necessarily the material that you're teaching because all but maybe two or three of us knew the material. Because it yeah. was other than Mike's stuff. It was 88 kilo lima. I'm like, I didn't even know we had limas. Right? Yeah. Uh, so it's I think it's really just about getting up there and being comfortable being up in front of people. Because the instructors always interjected when it was like, Hey, I know that you need to know this piece.
2: Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, and then your participation in class, I think uh, Sergeant Cigar and I, we got, uh, we got talked to you outside of class once for uh, not participating enough. Yep. If I, if I remember.
1: Yep. No, I, that uh, in the same day. Same day. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to part one of episode one, Eyes Forward March. This has been The Beginning, a story of how we all met. we got together and some of the fun and stories we had along the way you have to remember that we live all over the country and we have very busy schedules we can't always get together so we've decided to record once a month an hour give or take a little bit of time split it up into two 30 minute ish episodes and deliver content to you approximately every other week again thank you for tuning in and i can't wait to talk to you next time for now first sergeant they're all yours thank you sergeant cigar company attention before i let you go a quick safety brief say no to drugs keep your ass out of jail don't add to the population and most certainly don't take away from the population good copy